Violent history is being written once again on the European continent, even as Western media focus on the threats and brutal behavior of ISIS in the Middle East. Putin's government, having successfully conquered and annexed Crimea, continues with its policy to further expand Russia's influence, if not outright control, over large areas of eastern Ukraine. What is often missed in discussions of these events is that Russia's behavior would likely have been very different had Ukraine kept at least part of the nuclear arsenal on its territory when the Soviet Union collapsed. That is just the latest lesson to emerge from a not-so-new world order in which countries can effectively defend their borders and interests if they possess a nuke or two. Ten, twenty or more, even better. Is it any wonder that nations who feel threatened by more powerful adversaries are seeking to acquire them? The response from the international community to Iranian efforts to develop and acquire nuclear weapons has been mixed. Western governments in general, and the United States in particular, have been alarmed at the growing threat of proliferation, concerned that the likelihood of future use will increase as more nations become nuclear powers. By contrast, Russia and China have not been as visibly concerned, at least in Iran's case. Putin's calculus in abetting Iran's nuclear ambitions stands in contrast to Washington's positions at the UN and in recent negotiations. China's more collective leadership similarly appears less concerned and more in line with Russia's position. Are the Russian and Chinese governments being reckless? Or do they know something the rest of us don't? One potential explanation is that Russian and Chinese leaders and policymakers are being influenced by hindsight bias, one of the most seductive, difficult to avoid, and damaging cognitive traps. This bias, also known as creeping determinism, describes a process whereby our knowledge of actual events influences us to believe that the way things turned out was likely and even predestined all along. This, in turn, influences how we analyze and integrate information to make sense of the present and construct our perception of the future. Unfortunately, hindsight does not provide foresight, even though we are cognitively predisposed to believe that it does. That's the essence of hindsight's damaging bias. How can we estimate the influence of hindsight on a particular crisis, negotiation, or situation? One way is to consider history, particularly the issues, questions, and hypotheses that were considered by affected parties before actual events took place. We can look at previous crises, for example, and the benefits and risks faced by leaders making consequential decisions in the face of uncertainties, and then evaluate their responses and behaviors in the aftermath of their decisions and actual outcomes. What knowns and unknowns were considered? What conclusions and decisions did they make? What were their concerns and expectations at the time decisions were made? How do their original statements and positions compare to later ones, after outcomes were known? This analytical approach is not new. It goes back at least to the early 1960s and the work of Roberta Wallstetter at the Rand Corporation. Her research and analysis on the failures of intelligence in the months, weeks, and days leading to the attacks on Pearl Harbor focused on how hindsight affected foresight in intelligence analysis. 
She later applied a similar approach to compare American intelligence failures at Pearl Harbor with successes during the Cuban Missile Crisis 40 years later. This book employs a similar approach in a longer historical context that takes into account the histories and experiences of two former American adversaries and current competitors, Russia and Communist China. It then considers how the history of nuclear weapons proliferation, use, and deterrence are illuminating and biasing other players, including Iran, Israel, and the Sunni Arab countries in the region.